The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to another episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. Let me pull up out of the horny dive I was in after my Twitter algorithm has put Miss Met in front of me. It appears Miss Met's thickness is all the rage on X.com right now, which sounds even more pornographic when you say it with the, I guess, technically the correct website name. But we're not here to talk about Miss Met's hip cleavage, okay? We're here. Mm to talk about college football. That's right. Young, hard-bodied boys. And I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined, as always, by the stunning in his own right, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? How are we feeling? Uh, today, man? Your, your introductions. There needs to be a course on how to introduce yep. and start a, a sports show. That's right. Um, That's right. Less football, more cleavage, more horny, and... Yep. It gets the juices going. I, I, I've never seen it done before, and I'm just shocked because it, I, I feel like it's super successful. Where are you at, ESPN? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can give you the blueprint, but <laughs> if you don't choose to follow it, that's that's not on me. Imagine if Stephen A. Came, actually, I mean, you're getting a little bit of that with Stephen A. on his podcast. Stephen A. podcast gets pretty horny, and it is hilarious because he's the goat, and turns out he's also the funniest at like perfectly towing the crude humor line whereas i'm more like mm -hmm. a bull in a china shop and i just run over and break things Stephen a is kind of delicate with it but still just like he's like he's like a high class art thief or a jewel yeah. thief um uh, let's open as we're starting to do every show with our opening comment at wolverines fan 9021 says that kid and i'm assuming aaron here that kid is smoking rock who thinks Texas A&M would beat Iowa pure conference what? bias. I mean, look, uh, I agree. I agree with, uh, I agree with Wolverine fan. Yeah, no chance. Um, no chance. Uh, I, I think, I think that would actually be a pretty even matchup. Iowa and Texas I don't like, split down the talent. The, the talent disparity is incredible. I'm I mean, not going to get not even close. That, 
No, I'm the not difference in talent on the football field. Yes. I, I'm not gonna give AM that until they prove me something this year. I, I'm with you. Like I'm I'm kind of higher on them than most, but I like Iowa. I'm high on Iowa too. Uh what's up though? Remember, this is uh Snaps Live on AMP. Shout out AMP, downloaded today. You can listen live 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, and then as always, everything's like where that comment came from was YouTube. So youtube.com slash at volume snaps please 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 share with your friends check it out the road to 3000 continues hit the subscribe button help us grow the channel and it's got like shorts uh full shows segments all broken up and then you can just google snaps podcast wherever you get podcasts apple spotify we got you uh aaron i know that it's not that hot ever in georgia but you know it's been a pretty warm summer down south. do y'all too are y'all experiencing this scooch fall that's in the air yeah it feels. Great. I mean, I, I. It feels amazing. I woke up this morning, took the pups on a little bit of walk. I was like, my. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I just played football my whole life. But like when it does start to change a little bit, I think it was mid sixties this morning. Now it's back up to mid to high eighties all of a sudden. So it feels. Wait, like wait, 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 getting, wait. It's really actually not hot in Georgia. It's mid to high eighties. Yeah, that's. But, okay, but sorry. But I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is. Once again, it's the fact that I probably played football. So this is kind of the beginning of the football season. But as soon as that that touch of 60s hits, my whole body just says, it's football time. Yeah, It's here. Let's go. Let's strap it up. And it kind of makes me sad for a little bit. Like that first morning when it feels like football and I know that I'm not playing football, um, it does get a little nostalgic a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It makes me, I, it makes me a couple tears come to my to my eyes. I don't I don't get sad at all because now I've gotten old enough where I just get excited because I know I'm about to like drink beer and eat good food and just sit there all day watching television. So and I get a lot drink since you don't drink beer and eat what? good food like almost every fucking day of your life. But okay. Yeah, not with fucking <laughs> not with that in the background, I don't, okay? Relax, dude. Now with Aaron Murray's dulcet tones called North Dakota State playoff games. Okay. No, hey. I don't normally get to. Thank hey. you very much. Um, yeah, no, it was crazy, man. I felt like my forearms were getting fingered a little bit. Just a little light graze this morning mm -hmm. by a little cool fall weather. And don't get me yep. wrong. I know it's bullshit. Wes Blankenship, who he's in the Georgia universe. Very, very, very funny guy. Probably have my favorite joke of the day saying that, look, nobody be fooled uh you know satan's giving summer a halftime speech right now it's going to be back with a vengeance but i'll be damned if it wasn't kind of nice today yeah. uh so on today's show that we're going to discuss the sp plus rankings the final preseason rankings are here i'm not going to go too much into numbers but there's some interesting uh conversational nuggets to be drawn out of it involving conference strength you know the top four teams mm -hmm. compared to like the next five um where human beings and computers differ with one another. What is the S people getting all that? We got our snaps SEC quarterback rings. Got Aaron's big dog, little dog. Uh, and real quick to start the show here, Michael Orr update. Um, the Tui family has fired back, uh, basically saying that this is a shakedown attempt coming out very aggressively mm -hmm. about defending their name. Um, and uh, Papa Tui, Sean, has offered a reasoning for the conservatorship, saying that it was a way to make sure that there were not eligibility issues with the NCAA. Um, you know, saying that at the time, a lawyer told him you could not adopt because he was above 18. Uh, that's what he's claiming. Apparently, that is not the law in Tennessee. They live in Memphis for whatever that's worth. Um, but he is claiming that he was told you cannot adopt, he's above 18, and that a conservatorship would be the route to protect his eligibility. Again, plausible, but I don't know. There haven't there's been some interesting internet threads maybe calling the two easy to question in terms of how they treat service workers in the Memphis area, like a lot of smoke. So I'm not gonna look, I'm not gonna say whatever. Like I said, it's plausible. We'll see where it plays out as this story continues to develop. Let's get in to the S&P here. Um, remind you here, Bill Connolly is the man behind this for ESPN. I love Bill Connolly's work. You probably would too if you're listening to the show because yep. you're a college football guy. S&P Plus is a tempo and opponent-adjusted measure of college football efficiency. 
It is a predictive measure of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football. It is not a resume ranking. You have to remember this. The results do not matter to S&P Plus. It's what were you doing within those games and how sustainable mm-hmm. is that performance. Um, and at the same time, so the same way, these projections, he says, are not a guess what the AP Top 35 will look like at the end of the year. They're just early offseason power rankings based on offseason information. Off the bat, Aaron, um, the computers, and that's what I'll call these because it's an equation, uh, There are there's clearly a big four. UGA, yep. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, all rank within one point, all rate, mm. I should say, within 1.1 points of each other and are at least a full five points ahead of everyone else. So uh, you're looking at uh, about, about I think it's like uh, 28 to LSU's 23, who would be the fifth best, the kind of best of the rest. But uh, look, the teams that we spend every day talking about here in the big four. Yep. Well, they've they've recruited extremely well, and they've retained a lot of their players too. I think that's you know you see teams shuffling players left and right from season to season, and usually when we're talking about Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, you know they're retaining the majority of their team. Yeah, they may lose a couple here or there, but they're not having to overhaul on a completely new team. They're not having to bring in guys. They've 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 they've, they've um, brainwashed players into believing if you go to one of these big four schools. You don't need to go anywhere else. You don't need to, to you, know, you can buy your time. You can wait one, two, three years, get a little bit of playing time here and there, then have your number called, have a great season at Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama, and then have an opportunity to go to the NFL and be a high draft pick. So I think to me, the ability to retain players is is significantly better at those four schools than anywhere else. And obviously the the success they had last year. Uh, and what they bring back heading into this season kind of put them at a at a at a notch ahead of the rest. Um, what this doesn't look at is where those players are returning at certain positions, which give me hesitancy for for possibly two of those teams compared to maybe the next two or three teams behind them. Yeah, I mean, it obviously looks at returning production, so losing a quarterback yep. severely affects that. But, uh, no, to your point, there is no like thumb on the scale for you're not returning your quarterback. And so even yep. Connolly says that maybe this becomes a shakeup year because it is odd that three of mm-hmm. these four teams uh, would be replacing quarterbacks, even coordinators uh, in some situations. Then again, over the past two years, uh, these four teams have gone 112 uh-huh. For whatever this is worth, UGA, according to the SP Plus, with the 45th toughest schedule, uh, Ohio State 18th, Alabama 6th, Michigan 40th. So as much crap as we give UGA, Michigan basically in the same boat in terms of the ease of their path to get there. Are you surprised with, with Clemson at 7? Of, of the, uh, the Because, no. I mean, Clemson has been, you know, Clemson has been a big dog for the past eight years, maybe 10 years, past decade, whatever it's been. Of 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 a team that's won national championships, teams that 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 consistently is fighting for a playoff spot, obviously dominating the ACC, to see a gap in this rating from where those four teams are to the massive drop to where Clemson is at seven. I know four to seven is not a big drop, but the the rating is a pretty big drop from Alabama being at 28, 28 points to Clemson being just under twenty three. To yeah, me, that's so- that's a little shocking because I thought Clemson's gap would be a little bit closer. So, like I said, LSU best of the rest, and Penn State, Clemson, Tennessee, Texas, USC round out the twenties. But I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, look, recruiting wise, Clemson's right there with all the teams that I just named. And I don't, again, it's not results based, right? So the national yeah, championship means nothing to Clemson's power rating. It is simply like returning production, and it is opponent adjusted, so they probably get bumped up because they're going to be better than. Uh, yep. the ACC than a lot of the ACC, but no, I think I think Clemson is like Clemson feels like LSU, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas, USC. These are all teams. Maybe Do I don't feel though? this about Tennessee and Texas. Yeah, I mean, bro, if if Garrett Riley uh, works out, like Clemson, because of the same logic used with Florida State, our playoff is a playoff team. Yep. Like like if Florida State could potentially win a championship because. Um, because of the path through the ACC. Well, that applies to Clemson as well. And as we'll look at, the ACC is actually the worst power five there is. So, no, like mm-hmm. Penn State, Clemson, LSU, USC, I believe all those teams could become national champions. Like if you're looking who's going to break into those big four, maybe to upset it, those would be the teams that I would name. Yeah. 
Texas is a good spot. I, you know, Texas to me. Well, well, I'll, I'll continue continue your Texas, save your Texas, save your Texas, because we have we have Texas coming up later. Save it, uh, save it. Okay. Do we have Texas coming up later? And, and look, I got a lot of conversational pieces here. All Let's right, just get to right. a base glance at the numbers. Notre Dame, the first sub twenty at nineteen point nine. FSU nineteen one for what it's worth. Uh, Texas A&M coming in pretty high, ranked sixteenth in the country. Kentucky twenty four, Florida twenty three, um, Nebraska fifty ninth. At three points, e. motherfucker. I know. I don't e. like so okay, e. whatever. I just do a lot of numbers at you. Let's let's get into this. Let's not even worry about the numbers as much. Let's just look at where are the big disparities, right, between what we, the AP, the coaches, you know, the coaches pull the human yep. hive mind. Who do we like? Who do the and where do we differ with the computers? Well, one of the first um, is that quite simply, uh, humans. Us humans, we love pieces of the Big 12 uh, and doubt others, and the computers are kind of the inverse, right? Uh, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas Tech are all higher rated in the AP poll, the coaches poll, than, than the computer has them. Uh, one of the reasons why Connolly points out that could be is because last year, these teams finished a combined 13-3 and three in one-score games. Obviously, if you're looking for things that are sustainable, that sort of record in one-score games would speak to maybe not being the most sustainable. Oklahoma and Texas, on the other hand, who, at least in Oklahoma's case, we as humans tend to ding, tend to undervalue this year. Um, the computers love them because, A, recruiting, duh, but then, B, they were 2-10 and 10 in one-score games. Another kind of outlier number, right? They should be better than that. So here's my question to you, Aaron. Um, do you think that Texas figures it out this year? Those those one score games, figuring out a way to do so. I would hope so. And I think it goes to to an experienced quarterback. You know, the more opportunities you get as a quarterback to be a part of uh two minute drives. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, look at Alabama last year. How many games did Bryce Young win? I mean, even the past two seasons because of his ability to drive them down in a two-minute situation versus Texas, who we're just talking about now is a perfect example of that. That just doesn't come overnight. That 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 takes being in those situational, you know, situations, third down situations, situational red zone situations, football. situational football, situational awareness. Situation. Um situation, situation, situation. How many times can we say <laughs> fucking situation? Uh two-minute drive. Like that is that's all experience. That's repetition. There you go. I'm not going to say. Isn't it also that. good coaching though? Because that's kind of I my problem. It, here, I think it is. Is good that coaching. I believe? Like I, I, uh, I, I believe in. I think it's a mixture of both. You could have the best coaching in the world if your quarterback doesn't know how to handle the 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 being situation. in that circumstance. <laughs> I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to say situation. Circumstance. It's uh, circumstance. Uh, I need some synonyms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> situation. Then it doesn't really matter. So I think it plays, it all plays together. So I, Sark has to be better, but Quinn Ewers has to also be better uh, when when put in those 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 uh, circumstances. God damn it, I, I feel I look, I feel you what you're saying. And yeah. So I I think I think to me yes, you will see a Texas team that has better pieces around him. I think you'll see a quarterback that plays with more confidence in two minute drives and red zone offense and third down um, situations that, that I feel better with Texas in crunch time this year than, than I did last year. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying about yours, but I actually think that situational football does come down more to the head coach and how that head coach prepares the team. And I think good coaches find way to win those games and bad coaches find ways to lose those games mm. more often than not. I think I'm more of a believer in guys like Chris Kleiman than I am Brent Venables as a head coach. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Who do you think this is? Come on, you know this, Aaron. That's the situation. If you're watching okay. on YouTube, Brum, that's uh, what I was saying. I kept saying, early, like, I kept saying like Jersey Shore. Internet. I was like, who is this yeah. from the Jersey Shore? And found a picture of Mike, the situation. Yeah. Um, the situation. But no, look, I, I, think, I think it's a function of coaching, right? And uh, sure, maybe you won't go two and 10, but I don't know that I believe in Sark or Venables. To be the coach is going to get your team ready to win in those. Uh, who are you giving the credit to, Bryce Young? Then is it was it Bryce Young or was it the the uh, Bill O'Brien last year? Uh, well, I'm going to say that I'm, I said head coach, and I'm going to say that Nick Saban is a master of getting his team ready for situational football. I think I think it's 
one of the reasons why he's been able to have so much success over his career is preparing them for these big uh, kind of crux moments. So I get it. Like, yeah, if you have Bryce Young or Joe Burrow, you're going to do better. But bad teams find a way to go two and ten in one score games. And a lot of times it's it's a function of coaching. It's one reason why I do like Nebraska improvement this year is Matt Rule's been so clear. I mean, let's think about it. Like last year's Nebraska team, three and nine, the best three and nine team ever. Played yeah. a lot of very good teams in one-score games, but Scott Frost fucking sucked. Uh, Matt Rule, that's all they focused on is situational football in the offseason. So, yeah, no, I think I don't think I don't think Sarka – that's where my doubt comes in. The computer just assumes that Sarka Venables will figure it out. I'm not there. It gives them the benefit of the doubt. I do not. Uh, what about what about Florida at 23? That's that's I think that's a big where the AP world – Yes, people view them as as not even close, and this is obviously taking into account being a part of the SEC and, and giving that, that that friendly bump. But that's that's a big one that jumps to me there at twenty three. Of I, I think a lot of people are feeling that hey, Florida may not even make it to a damn bowl game. So this is where uh, it's funny that you don't have my notes because you just perfectly segued into the next piece, which is. Bill Connolly came up with this term, light heavyweights. And these yep. are teams that compare, because that's what S&P Plus is. Sorry, it's, it's all like a comparison to, like, to kind of the average um, you know, CFB team, right? How would you do a comparison with them? And in Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Florida, and Kentucky, you have teams that are way better than the average FBS team. They all rank in the top 25, and yet, despite that, they all have win expectations from six and a half to 7.9, right? So all sub eight wins. So basically what it's saying is these are very good teams. If you just threw them out there into the full power five, they would do very well, but they're, they're, they're also bunched up there in the sec that like, you just can't stack the wins that yep. you need to. And so, yeah, Florida would be great in any group of five conference. They'd no, be great. Yeah. Any group of, yeah. They they be they they be really damn That's good in the most ACC. power five teams would be fucking great in a group of five. Okay, well they'd be great in the ACC. I don't they'd be, know. I don't think yeah. this year they'd be great in the ACC. I don't. Um. Well, either I way, with that. the point is with these teams that these teams are are teams that are viewed. Well, I mean, again, but we go back to recruiting. Florida's in the blue chip ratio, like that's going to factor in heavily here. Um, on an athlete athlete basis, they're significantly better than a lot of the country. Uh, but but for all of these teams, right? I'm going to be fascinated to see which one of the light heavyweights will punch up. Like who maybe yep. actually finds a way to break through despite the kind of log jam that has appeared. Who 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 is who's Florida not better than in the ACC? By the way, then Clemson, FSU, who else? Who would I take over them? Let me pull up the ACC right now. I think there's a significant amount of teams I could handle for this year. Duke, I think Duke would have an opportunity. easy one because uh, okay, an op- have an opportunity. NC you just State. named the fourth best team in the ACC and said have an opportunity. Pittsburgh, again, have an opportunity. These are all have an opportunity. Like you're not like none of these teams are clearly better than Florida. I think I think Florida would be. Yeah, have you ever watched Graham Mertz film? Fifth, fifth, yes, fifth, fifth in the uh, fifth in the ACC, fifth in the worst conference in America. The um, worst Power Five conference in America, Florida would be somewhere in that four to five range. You can't tell me that's good. Throw in Notre Dame that bounces them back into our spot. What I can tell you is that Florida's got really good recruits. You know, four and five. Showers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on Florida here. Florida's in a rebuild. Like I'm giving. I'm trying to buy Billy Napier some time here. He's still putting it together right now. I don't. I don't. I don't think we need to expect. Florida to go out there and win eight games this year. I don't think Florida. No, to be fair, out of the light heavyweights, A and M, Ole Miss, Florida, Kentucky, um, Florida's the lesser. The the other three are way more interesting. Like Ole Miss certainly has potential with Jackson Dark. We're going to talk about Devin Leary, Kentucky, and Liam Cohen. Uh, You already know if you listen to the show enough that we're actually kind of believers in A and M. But again, there can only be so many winners. Like there's only so much oxygen in the room. Only one ball. Who's going to take that ball and go score it? We'll see. Um, another thing for the S&P plus computers, uh, don't really love the pac 12. We love quarterbacks. Crazy. We love the pac 12, but but it's not actually that crazy when you see the reasoning for it. Um, USC, Washington, Oregon state, all pretty significantly lower than they are in the normal polls. Uh, but 
look, this is a numbers-based program. Uh, Washington and USC's defense sucks ass, both of them. <laughs> the computer's like, hey, these defenses suck ass. That team's not going to be as good as you think they are. Uh, for Oregon State, it's just a lack of returning production, right? They had a yeah. beautiful 10-3 season, but uh, we'll get into returning production later. Uh, but uh, basically... Yeah, that's what Oregon State has proved. Now, now I'm fascinated how DJ, how DJ, you can do. Uh, I, I, I would love to see Uangalale have a kind of bounce back out there in Corvallis, but um, the computer's not that high on the Pac-12, honestly. No, or at least not, not on, the, not on the top tier strength. As we'll get into in a second, they kind of like the conference top to bottom a bit. Um, one other takeaway before we get into ranking the conferences, the group of five is down bad. Uh, and to me, this is where you see the transfer portal start to take effect. Also in the creation of this light heavyweight term, mm -hmm. because A&M, Ole Miss, Florida, Kentucky are all teams that have kind of poached from the lower levels, which is added to the kind of S&P rankings, while maybe won't translate into wins because of how good their conferences are. Uh, in the same way, the group of five has lost a lot of its talent which means something like the S&P Plus, like only Tulane, SMU, and Boise even start in the top 50, and none of them crack the top 40. So so the 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 thing that we've been talking about, the potential like power, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for when it all comes together? Like you're gathering, it's like the co no, coalition, I don't know, the whatever. The power five is yeah. getting way stronger than ever at the expense of the group of five is what I would say. Get situation out here, bro. <laughs> um, let's get into our conference ratings. Uh, this is also the light heavyweights are created air because the S it's not even close. The SEC average S and P plus rating 15.7 for context, the big tens average rating 9.8, 157 mm. to nine, eight. So you're talking about the SEC nearly doubling up that yeah. of, um, I don't know what's more surprising. What's more surprising, that gap or the fact that the Big Ten and the Big Twelve are only point one difference? Yeah. So the Big Ten average rate of nine That's eight, Big Twelve average rate of nine seven, and this is this is interesting because it really speaks to the soul of these conferences. The Big Ten remains top heavy, right? As we've discussed, they're the three breasted girl from Total Recall. Like they got three biggins right there in mm -hmm. your face and the rest of it's kind of you can leave it or take it it's mm -hmm. not that highly rated go anywhere uh the big 12 opposite they don't really uh well i guess texas could be somewhat considered a big dog this year but like they don't really have the big dogs but what they do have they're just solid top to bottom right like they're they're just kind of great or you know I, like a seven out of ten mm -hmm. like in, in in a bunch of different ways in a bunch of different facets so Top to bottom, the Big 12 remains very fun. All 14 teams in the Big 12 project to be better than the average FBS team. So all 14 finishing on the plus side of S&P, uh, not the case in the Big 10. So top heavy versus just kind of good throughout. Um, but unfortunately, because of how we rank things in championships and playoff appearances, it likely means that the Big 10 will get way more credit than the Big 12 when top to bottom they're actually pretty similar. shocking um if only well, your nebraska wasn't complete crap that maybe the big 10 would have a little bit more of a, a closer gap to the sec but um it's, it's just they're just really weighing them down unfortunately ai and robots and equations can do many things one thing they can't measure is grit or toughness so like a robot never saw matt rule say fuck agility drills we're lifting heavy ass weights and I healed the pain of Frank Solich, and I brought the fullback back. Like, there's nothing that I love about Nebraska. The computers would even be able to um, mathematize. Yeah, so I don't give a shit that Bill Connolly's S&P Plus doesn't like Nebraska because I'm a human, and I have a soul, and I got blood pumping through my veins, okay? And I know what the real deal is. Cornhub. Cornhub. Uh, the Pac-12 comes in fourth out of the Power 5, average rating of 7.1. Uh, what's great about that, though, that is nearly double the 3.6 from last year. So the Pac-12 taking a massive jump in quality right before it falters. Uh, really strong top six 
in the Pac-12. And then you got the ACC, fifth, an average rating of 6.5. Yeah, ACC, kind of boring. Which also is up 3.8 from last season. Yeah, that's true. It's up actually pretty significantly. Again, okay, but again, are we seeing a concentration of power because all these transfers coming in these bigger schools it's even like the sec has 65 percent returning production which is i think like one of the highest if not the highest ever been the highest, and yeah. and yeah and and Connolly says that he thinks that's because of transfer portal so so like the 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 we're, we're finally getting the the first um ripples of data to hit the shores after you know you drop the stone of like transfer portal into the waters where we're finally seeing some of the first actual like identifiable effects here um okay and then we're about to get to our quarterback ranking it's interesting nuggets uh this kind of interesting aaron so you know there's no more clock stoppages after first downs Mm -hmm. uh until final two minutes well Connolly projects that'll translate to about 3.2 minutes of the game being taken out about five percent of the 60 minutes. That's not nothing. Um, and then in terms of returning production, Kansas and Mizzou are one and two in the country overall. So shout out them. Maybe they got some sexy years. FSU, Michigan are three and four. One of the main reasons why everybody's so high on them and Texas A&M six. How about yeah. that? Uh, any other takeaways for you, Aaron? Don't sleep at UConn at seven. And then the returning production, uh, uh you left and uh, UConn's not going to do anything nationally, but UConn was good last year. Jim Moore jr. Did a hell of a job with that UConn team. They were supposed to be awful, right? Don't you have to like UConn? You're a uh, you're an ESPN guy. What do I now? No, there's there's no obligation to like UConn. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans. Black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to get the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? 
Like you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's like ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm pretty sure it's a contract. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you know that ESPN's in Bristol, Connecticut? I did know. I, I've, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Thank we get you. it, dude. Relax. Um, anything else in the SP Plus here before we get into your quarterback rankings? No. Screw robots. Uh, watch football with your two damn eyes and make decisions. That's all I got to say. Yes. I mean, there's no better way to end that with Aaron being screw, the old man that he secretly screw, is at heart. Screw these stupid robots. Yeah. Uh, Even though the preface is like, look, these are predictive measures. It's not going to say how they're going to do. Yeah. Fuck them. I agree. All right. Let's get into our top 10 quarterbacks in the SEC. I have a list, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cede to Aaron here. Aaron's going to give you his list. I'll tell you where I think he's right or wrong, and then we'll put together our snaps quarterback list. Aaron, do you want to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Well, there's 14, so we can go 1 through 14. Perfect. You want me just to completely get rid of four of the quarterbacks in the league? That's what uh, I did on my list. My bad. Did you, you just said screw four of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I fuck can't it. Wait. I can't <laughs> it's wait it's like you in the it's What like four the quarterbacks you just completely left off your list? Uh, I can already cool. tell you. Uh, I don't know who the fuck plays quarterback for Mizzou. I forgot. Uh, oh, anyway, God. Oh, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> this is phenomenal stuff. All right, one through 14. I'm going to start at one and work my way down. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to give a quick reason? We're just going to go one through 14. No, 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 no. Give me. Um... Okay, you know what? No, mm. no, no, no. We're going to talk each one out as you go. Talk each one out as you go. Okay, who's number one? All right, number one, I'm going with Jane Daniels at LSU. Correct. Answer. Hell of a year last year. We saw it in my own two eyes in spring. The improvements throwing the football. He's own got the returning talent around him. Yeah, own two eyes. I trust this over some stupid robot. Uh, he's got the the returning talent around him as well to go with it. I think there's there's you know slight pressure on him to 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 make that jump, but I think he could do it, man. I think he could do it, and he's on one of the better teams in the country heading into the season. I think Jaden is going to have the type of season, both throwing and running the football, that's going to put him in New York when it's all said and done, and then put LSU back in Atlanta fighting for an SEC championship. So Jaden won. Yeah, I think that uh, it's real easy to forget that out of everyone on this list, Jane's actually a significantly better runner than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, nobody. Mm. Yeah, who would you say? Who's even close? Well, my number two, KJ Jefferson. Uh, different different style, but but a hell of a runner. I mean, KJ, KJ can take over a football game. You know, I, I do worry about the town around him a little bit. Uh, I also had their spring game. Got to get see it. I, I I like the guys. I like the pieces. But most of their 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 receivers and their freshman tight end haven't played significant snaps in an SEC football game. Offense line has to be better this year than they were last year. I do like the backfield with 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 what they have returned on that side. But you know, KJ is a freak. KJ is going to have to be Superman this year hmm. for them to be an elite football team. But I do like him as a quarterback i think he is he's he's elite he, he reminds me a lot of um uh why am i drawing a blank right now the, the damn quarterback for the philadelphia eagles jalen hurts i think it jalen hurts if he can take a step throwing in the football similar to what we just talked about with Jaden daniels i think you're talking about a guy that can will his team to eight or nine wins yeah, I guess you're, I mean, uh, KJ last year rushing for about 50 yards per game, Jaden about 60. I thought that was actually a bigger gap. I thought Jaden was at 80. So I, I take it back. You're right. KJ Jefferson and Jaden Daniels, uh, the two best runners on this list. I had KJ at four, but um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll see to you. I mean, his numbers, I know that the injuries kind of affected some of the volume numbers, but KJ Jefferson was uh, pretty unreal on a per game yeah. basis last year. So, uh, KJ Jefferson at two, who's three? The mo I will say this about KJ Jefferson. 
the gap from KJ to backup is the biggest gap in the SEC heading into the season. Yes. Yeah, LSU has a legitimate backup quarterback. Ole Miss does. Um, Georgia does. I mean, a lot of these teams have really good backup quarterbacks. And we saw it last year when KJ went down, the entire team went down, the entire offense went down. So KJ is, it just shows you how good of a football player is. Arkansas will go as far as KJ stays healthy this season. So KJ number two for me. Number three is uh, Devin Leary at Kentucky. Went back and watched be. a lot of his highlights from 2021 when he was healthy. And dude's a stud. I mean, absolute baller. Can 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 rip it with with the best in the country. And you look at what Kentucky brings back to an offense. Same thing we talked about with Arkansas. Offense line has to be better than they were last year, but was a young receiving core. I like the receivers. They did a great job in the portal. They did a great job in the portal, bringing in a top running back as well. I think Devin O'Leary's in a spot to have a monster season. I love him at number three. I think you added an O in there, but I like it. Devin O'Leary's even better. Uh, yeah, I, oh, Devin Leary. like. I so here, here's the weird part with Devin Leary, and I know injuries cost him half the year, but like, just what changed from 2021 to 2022? In 2021, O'Leary had a 35 to five touchdown to pick ratio, yeah. threw for 3,500 yards, 65 percent completion. Last year, 61 percent. Um, his yards per game went from 286 to 210. Uh, yards per attempt from eight to six six, and then eleven touchdowns, four picks. That's still rained okay, but like, yeah, I, he has to refine whatever he has two years ago. And if he does, he's probably the best pure passer in the league, or at least maybe he has the best season. Ah, Will Rogers kind of tough to say, but whatever. The point oh. is, um, the point is. This is your because I agree with you at Leary at third. I like Liam Cohen again coming to Kentucky. Yep. I think that just solves a lot, but like he it has to be 21 Leary, he has to refine that 22 Leary yes. was awful, which I think he can. All right, so that's three, four. Uh, I'm going Jackson Dart at four. I think I think it's a mixture of of where he's at, obviously, with Lane Kiffin and, and the offense and what I saw last year, then everything you're hearing from what he's looked like in spring to what he's looked like to start fall camp. If he is significantly better than what he was last year, which I thought he was, once again, I've said it multiple times, I thought he was a good quarterback last year for his first year in the system and and essentially splitting the first four games of the season with Luke Altmaier. I thought he performed well. Um, and like I said, everything we are hearing right now is that he's gotten even better this offseason, taking control, playing with confidence, knowing the system, footworks is, is improved. I think you're going to see a Jackson Dart have – you know, 30 touchdowns this season. Huh. And he's a hell of a runner. Let's not forget, he's a hell of an athlete. And and throwing in the best running back on top of that, he's going to have some one-on-one -on -one opportunities to throw the ball vertically down the field. With Lane Kiffin as your OC, head coach, Jackson Dart's going to throw some stupid numbers. Yeah, about 50 yards rushing a game last year. So to your point, yeah. probably third best rusher besides KJ and Jaden. Uh, this is kind of the first potential play, though. You know, all those other guys have pretty nice stat statistical seasons they can come with. I mean, Dart's year wasn't bad by any means no. last year, but but like he doesn't have a season like Leary had in twenty one. So so you're you're betting on Jackson Dart to take that big step, even though you have a Will Rogers who has had very good statistical seasons. Are you sure you're not upset because Will Rogers is maybe going to break some records? I love Will Rogers. I do. I think he's he's a great human being. I think he's a good quarterback. Has anybody uh, we'll ever said anything nice after he's a great human being? This all sounds like a setup for a big I think he's old a really good quarterback. But I will get to Will Rogers when he gets to my list. He's, he's I mean, a he has down. to be next. No, he's not. Jesus, Carson Beck, <laughs> fuck me in the dick. No, no way. No. no, no, no. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, is what? my is my number five. Yeah, Spencer. For two five. good games? It's two good games, baby. Two good games. No, no, no. Listen, I I you watch him from beginning of the season last year to where he ended up at the end of the season. He went from an offense, Oklahoma that was significantly different than the offense that he was playing in South Carolina. It was, it was night and day. It was two different languages. And, and I could say it, I said it once again, I said it multiple times on the show. You could tell he was not comfortable. His footwork was atrocious. His eyes were in the wrong spot. His reads were off. His reads were slow. Then all of a sudden you saw about midway through the season everything started to click. His feet his feet were in the right spot. His eyes were in the right spot. He was making the throws down the field and obviously winning those big-time games. And yes, it's a new offensive coordinator, but they're keeping the same system from what they had last year. 
So there isn't that learning curve for him heading into the season. I do think you're going to see a quarterback play with a lot more confidence second year there at South Carolina. And I think he's got all the tools to have success as well, too. So, yeah, he's number five for me. I don't know if I see it, dude. He had the one incredible game against Tennessee. There's really almost not even another game to really write home about on this entire season last year. Like he was pretty good against Clemson, threw for 360, yep. two touchdowns, two picks. So that's not going to pass muster. But like you're really putting him over Will Rogers? I am putting him over Will Rogers. Yep. Uh, okay. I'll get to when I get to Will Rogers. Jeez. I, well, you should have gotten to him. It's my fucking point. I haven't, I haven't exactly. gotten to him yet. Okay. So keep going. All right, six, Carson Beck. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? Let's just ignore. Like, why does it why do you even need to play? Why do you even need to play if we can just put Spencer Rattler and Carson Beck above Will Rogers? I agree. Because I agree. Okay, fine, I'll just get to Will Rogers for you. Will Rogers is my no, nine. No, 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 no. Do, do Carson I do, Beck. Do Carson okay. Carson Beck six. Has the intangibles, has the tools, has the offense, has the offensive line, has the receivers, and he's a first round NFL talent. There is a question of of the mental side of it. Is he ready to step into that role? Is he ready to be a leader? And that's that's going to be the biggest thing to hold him back. But everything else is is laid out perfectly for him. Like he has been given the keys to the Rolls Royce. You have five star receivers. You have the best, second best, according to ESPN, the second best player in America. And and, and Brock Bowers is your tight end. You have a top two offensive line, maybe the best offensive line in America. Um, there's nothing that he doesn't have along with. Size, arm strength, um, great footwork, throws with anticipation. I think he's a home run. You know how I feel about Carson Beck. I think there, there's no way that he doesn't go so, there so and here's throw for 35 problem. touchdowns this year. So here's my problem. So What's be a problem? fucking man and rank him higher. If he is that good, if he is such a pro all-star, why is he down here? Like, because right now you want to foot. Because the guy's ahead of him. Because the guy's because ahead of him. No, because the guys ahead of him are not only proven, but they are talented quarterbacks as well. Not That's all first I draw round line. talents. I, I, but top two, top three round talents. And and if you're a top two or three round talent, plus you've proven to me that you could play at the highest of level, okay. then I'll put you in my top five. The problem I have with Will Rogers, which you just won't let me get to him eventually, is yes, he <laughs> has the proven, <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has played a lot of football and yes, he's had success. Will Rogers is not a top three, four round talent. Will Rogers is a six round, seventh round talent. That's the difference. Yeah. You know who else was Tom Brady. Okay. So I don't know if that matters. Wow. Uh, wow. One guy. No, I look, One I, guy. I, 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 I mean, but, but that's not exactly, I mean, this list, you know, lists are always fun because they're always hard to pin down exactly what yeah. our parameters are, but I don't think it's necessarily NFL projection here, right? Like, Who's, no, it's not like a lot production. of it's like who's going to like lead the league at the end of the year and like what I look at is like who, who, who do I, based on what I've seen and what I'm projecting who do I want leading my football team this year who do I want on their center? and so you would okay yeah and so you would take all those guys okay yep. Mm. yep um I think you need to be a man with your Carson Beck take if you're really about that life because you basically just made him sound like the second coming of Jesus it's and good. and uh and you know quarterback. And you see Carson Beck closely, I need to see the more closely side, than I most of the media. See, I need to see And the you have an easy schedule, so you know he's going to put up numbers. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. be a man. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's next? Right. Seven, Joe Milton. Okay. Eight, Connor Wegman. And Joe Milton because uh, just, you know, uber talent. He's a most physical freak. Yeah. His offense is going to dictate. He puts up crazy numbers. He's got great receivers. He's that, that, hearing rave reviews around about the kid from Oregon that transferred in. Uh, um, they're going to be a good football team. They're going to be a great offense. Defense will be improved. Joe Milton is, is going to take a step huh. forward. I didn't realize Joe Milton ended up throwing 10 touchdowns last year. Yeah. That's how good Tennessee's offense was. I know. Yeah, Tennessee ratio in like garbage time, basically. Just stupid um, stats. What the hell? I know. Uh, All right. Eight, okay, Connor Wegman. He had Wegman. a game against Clemson than I realized, too. He had a hell of a game. Nine yards for attempt, three to For some reason, I thought he struggled. 250 no, to the he air. Kicked ass. Okay, he dude. Dominated. He Bro, dominated. Bro, Joe Milton's going to have better numbers than Carson Beck. Joe Milton should be ahead of Carson Beck, or you got to put Carson Beck higher. But whatever, continue. Yeah, but Joe Milton's offense dictates that he's going to put up better numbers yeah, than everyone okay. else in the SEC. So what? So rank that man higher. If he's the most yeah. talented quarterback at, like you've ever seen, and he has better numbers, he should be higher. 
Nope. All right. Number eight, Connor <laughs> Wegman, Texas A&M. Uh, number eight, talented quarterback. Should have a better offensive coordinator call in plays. You're he's got fucking with of- me. You are pissed. Will Rogers <laughs> is about to break your records. I'm not. Fucking are, I am dude. talking about more guys. These guys are all significantly. I love Will Rogers. I love his game. But he's not as talented as the eight guys in front of him. Will mm. Rogers comes in at nine for me. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> Fine. Okay. Connor Wegman, give us the reasoning. I think he's a good fucking quarterback, man. He's got everything you want to like. These guys are talented quarterbacks. You line them up in an offense and have them throw the football. You're like, that kid's got it. This that is, kid can that spin is, it. That, that, that kid can play at the next is. level. Now you put him in a legitimate offense. Now you put him with actually really good receivers around him too. He's going to ball out this year. Like so, so I see now why you hate the computer so much because there was nary a shred of logic to be found in that in 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 what you just said. Just the old, I just fucking look at him and I know. But I mean, but, you know, but, look, but to be fair, to be fair. So to be fair, though, um, computers go awry with logic, and you yeah. do know quarterback play way better than I do. And if that's what your intuition and nuts, are I can look you, at a guy and say he's a really he's good intangibles, can throw the football can make every single throw I want, um, has somewhat of an it factor at the quarterback position, and he has talent around him. I'm just guessing that he's going to have a fucking good year. So this is where uh, – I didn't realize Wegman ended up with eight touchdowns, no picks last year. Okay. The only thing that I don't maybe agree with what you said is that he's going to have a fixed offense. I, I don't know that Bobby Petrino represents that, but – um, it's, it's hard than to what be it was worse. last year. It's hard to be it's worse. Hard to be worse. Yes, uh, that's, that's so my list worse. actually ended. So I had Wegman at nine, and then my list ended at Alabama quarterback, is who I had ranked ten. All right. So I had Will Rogers at nine. Great game. Great game. Um, does a great job taking what defense is giving him. Very mature inside the pocket. He just doesn't have the elite intangibles. Is that how so is that is that how like is that how you quarterbacks kind of subtly dig each other? Yeah, he, he takes what the defense gives him. Yeah, yeah. doesn't create much, he's but, a game he, but he manager. He's, he's a great game manager. You just call him Chad great. Pennington. Gonna, Chad Pennington made plenty of fucking money. He did. He's beast. I yeah. guess not really. I mean, he's is <laughs> okay. He right, Will Rogers at nine. I got AJ Swan at ten. Um. Oh, I forgot about AJ Swan. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. I don't have anything to add. AJ, AJ Swan at ten. He was good uh, last and then year. Then I get to Alabama quarterback. I'm putting. I'm putting Ty Simpson. I still think Ty Simpson is going to be QB one for Alabama. But I got Ty Simpson at eleven. But so, what's paint. the difference between Carson Beck and Ty Simpson? Both former super high recruits. Both can spin it. Both on incredible teams. I've seen more from Carson. Okay. Carson played a lot more reps last year. Where you're like, okay, I can kind of see what this guy can do, plus the talent around Carson heading into the season is going to allow him to play significantly better. Okay. I think there's going to be – Alabama I think, have I think I think Alabama, they don't have the receivers that Georgia have. They don't have the tight end that Georgia has. Okay. I think I think there's going to be some coddling to Alabama's quarterback this year, whoever it's going to be. I think it's going to be we're going to run the ball. We're going to play, quote-unquote, what they keep saying, bully football, and we're going to go back to old school where I think Georgia's mentality is – we finally have a quarterback that can push the ball vertically down the field. We have the receivers. We have the tight end. We're going to try to score fifty points a game. Uh, I think. I think they're going to try. I think Alabama's Alabama. Alabama is going to try and protect the quarterback this year. Shouldn't they do Jalen Milrow if they're going to go all big boy run the ball? Uh, but no, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, we'll see. For conversation. Yeah. Twelve. Payne Thorne. Oh yeah. Thirteen. Brady Cook, who's your Missouri quarterback? There you have go. Have you come he's around still- to Payne Thorne winning that job now? I have or two quarterback system. Okay. But I heard, I heard, I've heard the, uh, actually the third string quarterback at Auburn's actually been balling up. And then oh. 14 to round up the list is Graham Mertz at Florida. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Poor Graham played Poor a Graham. lot of football. All right. There it is. Your snaps one through 14 quarterback list. Um, I obviously have my quibbles with it, but I will cede to Aaron when it comes to quarterback knowledge. Uh, the man will forget more than I will ever know. All right, we've gone long, so let's go ahead and do some big dog, little dog, Aaron. What you got? Let's roll through them. All right, I'll roll through them real quick. Big dog number one, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. Just love LSU quarterbacks. My goodness, hell yeah, dude. Uh, had a chance to transfer, he didn't. 
um, means something. Quotes from Garrett Nussmeyer. It just means something to him. Yeah, About I knew this was time get you hard, that dude. a quarterback and a oh, it got me so fucking hard. Yeah, that someone said the name on the front of the jersey means more than the name on the damn back of the jersey. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's go, Garrett. Yeah, what happened to that? He's going to be the next coming of Carson Beck. Waited his turn, got the keys to the Corvette, year three LSU, Brian Kelly, um, and there's going to be plenty of talent around him. Fucking love it. And plus, shit, Jaden may get hurt this year. So he yeah. runs the ball a ton. Garrett Nussmeyer is, is banking on that. If not, he's going to be the starting quarterback for LSU next year. They're the back-to-back -back SEC West champs. That's a pretty damn good team to take control of. Good for him. First little dog, FSU and Clemson, not making move to the ACC right now. All that talk, all that bark, and you didn't fucking do anything. So you're a little. I don't need any one. more conference realignment. I'm glad that they chilled. <laughs> just, I'm just not, fucking uh, everybody relaxed. <laughs> just talk about football. All right, second big dog, USC defense. Hearing a lot of good stuff that Alex Grinch has those boys ready to make a step in the right direction this year. Doesn't need to be great. Just needs to be a little bit better. Yeah. Just go from 29 points per game to 26 points per game, and you're probably going to win the Pac-12. That's all we need. So uh, USC defense, I think you got it this year. Second little dog, Denver Harris. DB, LSU, uh, just character issues, man. Just you got all the talent in the world. Couldn't figure it out at A&M. Can't figure it out at LSU. Somewhat of a of a of a cancer both on and off the field. Like just 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 play football, dude. You're 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 pissing away your opportunity. Um, yeah, for those who don't school. know, Denver Harris, the five star transfer from AM to LSU, not in the team picture. And um mm -hmm. rumor is some sort of suspension is in play, but I don't know exactly. Also, he's one to his alleged to have been smoking weed in the locker room last year, and then like yeah, you know, that's wild. Uh, but here, look, I don't give a shit if Denver Harris ever makes it at LSU, Nebraska, where he makes it. Uh, I just want kids like that, that have that supreme physical talent. Like here's to hoping that he figures it out and he takes advantage of it and he finds a way to, um, to become as great as he looks like he could be. But anyway, go yeah. on. not happening. Uh, last big dog of the day, Bobby yeah. Petrino calling plays. I know you kind of That's said, you know, the dumbest is it going to be I've good? Ever heard. It's going to be better. Then it was, I will guarantee you one thing. Big dog play. Bobby Petrino calling oh, plays. Yeah. Big dog on his big old motorcycle calling plays. Oh, with man. Certain friends behind him. Yeah. Uh, will may in a massive talking. improvement from, from, from what was being done for the past couple of years. Last little little baby dog of, of the day. Uh, teams that are still in quarterback competitions. When we have about two weeks ago into the first, <laughs> now I like that little dog that a sucks. lot. That's, 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 uh, that is not what I want. How real? How real do you game. think that is? How real do you think that is? I think some of them are legitimate. I think there are legitimate competitions still okay. being going on at like a place like Alabama right now, where you really don't know. And that's not for a team that has aspirations to win a national championship. I don't want to be dealing with a quarterback competition two and a half weeks before the first game of the season. Uh. It's how how do you think you would feel if you were one of the quarterbacks in that battle? Especially because it's like still maybe a three way battle, which is way too long to be in a three way battle. How do I feel? Um, that I have to feel like this because it's Nick Saban, and you know it just it sucks. Yeah, I guess I mean it just seems like I'd be I'd be starting to almost get like nervous about like my preparation be taken away. Because one of us, yeah, is you are. Up, we're all just getting reps stolen, and you have to play Texas week two. And say what you want about Texas, that's still a big time football game that you need to be prepared for. You have so many comments that have made my freaking nose just want to spontaneously start bleeding. <laughs> Between Big Dog Bobby Petrino calling plays, <laughs> uh, ranking Will Rogers ninth. Um, yeah, you got Texas week two. Like Alabama should be scared of Texas. <laughs> Uh, in Tuscaloosa? In Tuscaloosa, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, a massive thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, 
the whole team over there at the volume. Huge thank you to the volume and Papa Colin. Uh, a huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray. But the biggest fault, thank you as always to everybody who listens every day, who hangs out with us. We love you. Uh, we got another show coming up tomorrow. Remember to subscribe to youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Leave your comments on the videos and uh, you get opening comment of the day. And um, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful day and you know we hang out again tomorrow for some more college football talk see you later or snaps infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.